Welcome to the MKH Podcast, hosted by Mama Know How. I'm Sarah. And I'm TNM, and we are two healthcare professionals bringing our love of women's health to you with our very own separated thoughts, opinions, and lifestyles. But somehow, we come together, not only to be best friends, but create a great space for women. This episode is brought to you by Your Prep. A Brisbane-based meal prep company, chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, taking the fuss out of your meal prep. And it's delicious! Welcome back to the Mama Know How podcast. Um, today we have a wonderful guest, Caitlin, with us. She's also known on social media as uh, Mother Down Under and is a registered nurse as well as a hypnobirthing coach and a certified postnatal specialist and actually my neighbour. Who would have thought? Just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you so much for stepping into our lovely studio. <laughs> Recording studio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, cool. So what we would like to ask is basically just your background. So... Why hypnobirthing? What is hypnobirthing for people who have no idea or are just starting to learn a little bit about it? Yeah, I guess eight years ago I was pregnant and did all the things that pregnant people do, you know, read what to expect when you're expecting and put the book down and was like, well, I still, that was not helpful (laughs) at all. I still know nothing Um, and just felt like I needed some more tools. And I don't know, I can't actually pinpoint where I heard of hypnobirthing, but I just had it in the back of my mind, like... Mm. I'd heard of it. So I Googled it um, and found a class in Brisbane and took the class. And I'd never done any mindfulness meditation, like had done nothing like that. So it was a bit... A bit airy-fairy for you. Or I was just a bit <laughs> apprehensive. I was yeah. just like, oh, I don't know. But it just, again, it was more like an intuitive sense that yeah. this yeah. is going to help me. Exactly. Um, and I must also add that my husband was even more apprehensive. <laughs> he was like, oh, what are you dragging me to? Yeah. But anyway took the course and it's it's much more science-based than Mm. airy-fairy um like a lot of it is more the physiology of birth um and only some of it is that meditation mindfulness aspect Mm -hmm. um but yeah I found it really helpful like I I had a pretty um comfortable pregnancy anyway but I just really enjoyed taking that time every day and sort of thinking a bit intentionally about the baby and about the birth and about what came next and practicing my yeah, my meditation and my mindfulness. And yeah, I just found I was really, after taking the course, I was really looking forward to giving birth. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it came time. I was f- just about 40 weeks and labor, you know, became apparent that I was in labor. And I was just, like I said, was really curious. Like I wanted labor to ramp up because mm. I just wanted to be able to try all the techniques and I wanted to know what it was going to feel like and how the breathing was going to work. And um, yeah, I had a really... I don't know, do you want me to get into the nitty-gritty of the birth story now, or should we um, yeah, sure. that? If you feel yeah. like it's a good place to or go. Or even just yeah. more of an idea of what, what it is. hypnobirthing, like what birth. kind of things yeah. you had to do for hypnobirthing for people that have just never heard of it. or Because I think when you first think of hypnobirthing, you're like, oh, hypnosis, that sounds a bit weird. Like That's the first thing that I would associate it with if I had never heard of hypnobirthing before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just what you would... Yeah, and that's what everyone yeah. thinks, and I feel like they've not not really done it a disservice, but they definitely could have named it something yeah. better. Um, but yeah, it's really just meditation and mindfulness for pregnancy, and the hypnosis is all self-hypnosis, which again, yeah. it's the same as meditation. So you're just trying to access that state where you're you know, more in tune with your subconscious, and you're focused on what's happening within your body, and you're not sort of actively overthinking your birth or wondering if what you're experiencing is normal like you just shut off that yeah 
that second guessing conscious yeah exactly um and we do in hypnobirthing put a lot of emphasis on the partners so they're the ones who are doing sort of that that rational thinking you know interacting a bit more with the midwives um dealing with the admin of birth like you know questions yeah yeah, yeah. and where the mother's just focused on what's what's happening um in her body yeah. so a lot of it there's kind of like different parts of it but so that's one part of it is sort of that meditation mindfulness there's visualizations affirmations we do a lot with touch um like different types of massage and acupressure um breathing um i know i'm missing a few different techniques but there's sort of the technique component yeah and then there's um educating women about physiological birth so what birth is um sort of how we've evolved to give birth and all the different hormones um and what your uterus does and what your cervix does and you know it's like birth one-on-one because yeah. none of us have any idea about how our bodies yeah. work um and then the other the other component is um a lot of education about medical intervention so you understand like if your midwife says oh, okay you're 40 weeks let's talk about an induction you know why they're talking about it you know what the different forms of inductions are you know what the benefits of those are you know what the challenges are so you can actually make a really good decision and then we talk a lot about how to make those decisions um, the decisions that are best for you but in conjunction you know with your caregivers and really working as a a birthing team yeah um, so the goal is to have a positive birth like it's not at all natural birth or bust like you know none of the hypnobirthing australia practitioners care what mechanics of birth yeah it's that you come out of it feeling you know positive and empowered and like you were the one driving your care and that you didn't just kind of get pushed along that yeah you know medical Med- pathway yeah um so that yeah so that's what hypnobirthing Awesome. And for you, for you in your first birth, so you were private, you had an obstetrician, and you did hypnobirthing. And for you in that space, eight years ago is quite a different landscape to now. And I can guarantee hypnobirthing, even three years ago, is different to what it is now because it uh, it wasn't necessarily about um, positive labour and birth. It was very much about getting through it in the most natural and in yourself way. Um, So it's good to see that it has kind of continued on which, which which is great so eight years ago you took took a class and you found it really beneficial and then walking in with an obstetrician in the room how did you manage those two very different components? Uh, well I did choose an obstetrician who was pretty pro natural yeah. birth and pretty pro like letting the woman try sort of whatever she wanted to try so he did say to me in one antenatal appointment well you can't just breathe this baby out <laughs> which is like kind of what hypnobirthing in yeah. those days in particular was, was about um but yeah i mean i found it really helpful yeah it, it just i mean the breathing alone you can just feel it when you're having a contraction you can just feel the breath working with what your body is trying to do like it just yeah. makes sense yeah um so you're yeah, feeling good through this first birth yeah yeah i had a really positive um first birth would you like to tell us any more details get us um get get deep get deep into it so because it was your first experience of hypnobirthing yeah um yeah just we just like to know a little bit more about how you went how you felt going into that and how the birth actually went down and anything go wrong that kind of made you start second guessing whether it was the right option to do that hypnobirthing or whether it was just like okay let it all go and let's just do whatever the doctor says yeah I mean I definitely like and I always say this in hypnobirthing class like hypnobirthing doesn't guarantee you a pain-free birth or a Mm. challenge-free birth like we definitely talk about 
you know, there's functional pain involved in labor and you're probably going to have a crisis of confidence where you just think, like, I just can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm really tired. Um, but the idea is that hypnobirthing gives you the tools to get through those challenges. Um, yeah, I don't, like I said, I, I started leaking. Um, and when you're 40 weeks pregnant, you're like, mm, was that we? Like, I knew my waters hadn't broken, <laughs> but I was what like, what, yeah. what is this? Um, and thought, oh, I should probably go in and, and get checked. So I went into the mother and they were like, oh, yeah, you're, that's a hind water leak. Sorry, my dog um, is just that crazy today. <laughs> she's lovely. No, she's not. not she's annoying everyone. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Come on. Um, yeah, and so went in and they were like, yep, that's a hind water leak. Um, and, you know, they hook you up to, up to all the monitoring and they said, yep, you're, you're in labor. Um, <laughs> just leave it. She's all right. Protesting. It literally like a child. I have a child. Having a tantrum. <laughs> Lays down. Drag her out by her paws. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> so they're like, yep, you're in labor, but it still could be, you know, hours, days. Go home and just let us know how you're going. So, yeah, I went home. And like I said, I was just feeling really curious. Like, I just wanted labor to really get going. Yeah. Um, and was just sort of walking up and down the hall. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable sitting and I wasn't comfortable lying down. I had to be upright and I definitely was most comfortable walking. Mm-hmm. So I would just sort of walk. And whenever I had a contraction, I would just stop and breathe and and start walking again it was really simple you know like not yeah nothing like what you see in the movies like just really mm-hmm. sort of boring almost you know but in a pleasant mm-hmm. yeah way um yeah and labored at home for a few hours and then just kind of felt like it was time to go back to hospital and i don't know i think they were just really busy on the night because instead of admitting us to birth suites we got admitted up to the award room um and i think they also probably didn't think i was that far along because i wasn't sort of showing any signs of yeah. anxiety or not being able to cope mm. um and it was in some ways really nice because it was just my husband and I and we just yeah. kind of chilled and at one point my waters broke properly and after that happened there was I felt so much more comfortable because there was less pressure yeah so I could lie down and I was just sort of lying down and breathing and that was really it you know yeah. I was just yeah. able to cope really well just with the breathing and I had the affirmations and the the guided meditations playing just over and over again um and at some point like all the sensations just changed and I said to my husband I was like I think we need to get a midwife now so buzz for the midwife and she took one look at me and was like yep we're getting you down to the ward I mean we're getting you down to birth suites put me in a wheelchair wheeled us down um and then when you have a private obstetrician during that transfer they called my doctor and once a private obstetrician's called you're kind of on the clock so he came and he was like all right let's let's start pushing and <laughs> hypnobirthing encourages you to avoid the hospital pushing if if you can to do more of a body directed push like wait for your body to tell you it's called involuntary hmm. yeah. you can't help it it's like a uh, just you, you see people and they're literally just like mm. yeah. it's like this almost most people can describe it as kind of like a downwards weight and it just is this pull and urge to push yeah and I definitely experienced that in my second labor. Um, but anyway, again, it's sort of like hindsight's a wonderful thing. Wonderful. I wish I had said, look, can I have half an hour? Because at that point, I wasn't even having contractions at the same sort of rate or intensity that I had been having on the ward. And I think just the moving from the ward down to the birth suite just kind of rattled kind of me. Yeah. yeah, it just got me out of the zone. Yeah. Anyway, persisted with the hospital pushing. Um, and while I was doing it, I could just feel that it... I was no longer working with my body. I was sort of like 
trying to force something that you just can't yeah. force. Like you can't, you don't have any control over your uterus and someone trying to get you to like, you know, they have you like contract your arms and tuck your chin and you're like, I don't understand. <laughs> like this is not helping. It doesn't but feel great. So yeah. it's like you're like a plane crash. It's like tuck your chin, going down. <laughs> well, and when you spend the whole labor getting like really working with your body and sort of understanding what that yeah. feels like and then when you're not doing that, it just was... Yeah, it was just chalk and cheese. The difference yeah. between anyway, um, but yeah, persisted with the hospital pushing. Um, ended up with an episiotomy, which I'm not sure why. I don't know if that was just my caregiver's preference or if I needed one. Anyway, had Charlie, and was just over the moon because I had wanted to have as little sort of pharmacological intervention as possible, um, and I felt like I'd had that and got that big oxytocin rush and was mm. telling everyone in the room that I loved them and they were beautiful <laughs> and I remember yeah. looking down at Charlie thinking oh thank goodness I don't have one of those shriveled funky looking newborns like so <laughs> gorgeous yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. my baby's totally. perfect yeah. and then you look back at pictures and he you're was like, oh. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah but you're just blind you're just on this love yeah you're in the zone high. yeah yeah um, I think I think for you to be able to reflect on those two areas um and, you know, I certainly, midwifery, I think, has also evolved because I certainly don't tell somebody to put their chin on their chest and to push and to lose oxygen because it's not going to help anyone. Um, and so it's really interesting, again, older, different world of understanding and knowledge and how that's directed into labour and birth is really, uh, the ever-changing is interesting and also how we take old practices into the future is also very very interesting. Um, so coming into hypnobirthing, let's go back a little bit. So you were a nurse and then you went and did hypnobirthing after you had Charlie? No, hypnobirthing before. So you did the course? Yeah. Oh, before. sorry. I did the course before I had Charlie as, yes. a, as a client. As a client. And yeah. then went back yeah. as a And then, yeah. yeah, when Charlie was two, did the practitioner training. Practitioner yeah. training. Awesome. Yeah. And also says on your Instagram, postnatal specialist. Yeah. So h- how does that kind of fit into it or where does... Yeah, I guess I felt... Um, a bit let down with the postpartum care, mm-hmm. um, especially going private. You know, you get discharged and they don't really want to hear from you for mm-hmm. six weeks. And um, I guess because I'm from the state, so I don't have family here either. Mm-hmm. Um, and just felt, I don't know, just felt like I wanted more. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like in pregnancy I needed a lot of emotional support. Like I tend to be pretty independent yeah. and yeah. you know um but i did feel in that postpartum time that i just wanted people around me like just mm. you just want people to normalize what you're mm. experiencing and um yeah so i just felt like i really wanted more from that postpartum mm. care um and then that's sort of what prompted me to become a postpartum doula is just recognizing that that's a massive well yeah like, even you know, before we came on talking on the microphone we were talking about why mom and how we started it and that's another like it's just a lack of the uh, support. Yeah, and mothers are really good to each other, but they also can be the harshest of critics in a space like that as well. So when you can take experience out of it and actually just go in with a professional kind of cape on, it changes person's complete. Hmm. And I think it's hard for women to find people to relate to after birth as well. Like you just think like no one knows what they're going through at that point in time. Like just might be so overwhelming that friends who don't have kids or like your partner who's like only seeing half of what's mm-hmm. going on it can be super hard and can be probably feel really alone especially like for someone like you who's come over here without family here yeah like it can be it can be really tough yeah you just, and again you just you just want people i just found i just wanted people around me you know yeah. who 
understood exactly. what I was going through. Empathy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you just want yeah someone to sort of, mm. you know, treat you like a baby, you know, yeah. just, yeah, just be like, it's going to be okay. okay. Really well yeah. sweet. Keep going that way. Yeah. 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 yeah, so the postpartum jewel, I actually have never heard of that kind of um, understanding before. I obviously know of doulas in the hospital, yeah. uh, being a wife and working with a couple. Uh, so is that another like another form of training that they? Yeah. So what do? does that what does yeah. that entail? Yeah. So what do you so actually do with that now? It's sort of like birth doulas. Like everyone's a bit different mm-hmm. in terms of how they practice. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So what I do is I basically different women want different things. Mm-hmm. So most women, once their partner's gone back to work, then they'll hire me and I'll come once a week for either six weeks or three weeks and just sort of swoop in. Um, I come for one visit a week. Um, most women just want to sleep. So either like run them a really nice bath, put them in the bath and then like literally send them to bed. That's um, awesome. And I'll just cuddle that. their baby. If their baby needs a feed, I'll wake them up. Um, I come with a week's worth of food for the mom. So she has yeah. a fridge stocked with just a good things. Yeah, yeah, that's so yeah, good. Yeah. I love and, that. And you know, there's a bit of breastfeed. Like I'm not a lactation consultant, but mm. I can do like breastfeeding basics, settling basics. But like mm. I said, most moms just want someone to like give them a hug and be like, no, 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 it's, it's okay. normal. Yeah. This It's yeah. really hard. And I completely understand. Normal, you yeah. know, um, and yeah, that you're doing fine. Like yeah. nothing you're doing is wrong. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, and as soon as you say those words, they're just like, oh, okay. All right, I can t- I can tackle today. I can do this. I'm yeah, not, I feel like I'm gonna cry, mm. but I'm I can do this. <laughs> I think it mean it means a lot coming from someone who's been through what they've been through. They're like, no, you actually understand what I'm going yeah, through. Yeah. So, like you know, like I probably think it's hard to say to like a friend or a partner who hasn't been through it, like just to like mm. just someone who can actually understand exactly where they're at and just to be like, it's okay. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I think that's I think that's amazing. Yeah, I love I think that. Care is great. I it's, I've never heard of it, but I think it's awesome. Mm. Awesome. Um, so how do sorry how do women find you for something like that? Uh, I assume most just Google postpartum doula and then okay. find my yeah. yeah my website. So um, do you connect through hospitals or through any um, practices at the moment or? No, I haven't done just cause next year when Lydia's um, when my youngest is in school I'll have a bit more space to take on clients. But yeah. at the moment I only can have one client at a time, so it's yeah. not something that I really yeah push um, yeah. 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 Oh, it's really awesome. Well, we'll yeah. definitely keep you in mind. Yeah. Um, so back to hypnobirthing. Um, obviously, uh, for you telling people, when somebody says, I'm not really sure where I want to go, and you go, okay, well, there's an option of hypnobirthing, how do you say to somebody that there is this option and this is kind of what it means? You mean like in terms of if they're a prospective client or just any pregnant? Yeah. So like if somebody asks you, oh, you, you do hypnobirthing, like how do I go about it? Would it be something yeah. that's good for me? in that kind of like I guess not a selling tactic but also like selling you and what it's good for and how it helps people yeah I mean I guess I'm just of the you know I just believe that knowledge is power in Mm -hmm. any yeah definitely realm of your life yeah and I just find it this is like I'm gonna have a little rant (laughs) I just find it so I just don't understand how women you know, in their ordinary lives, they'll be really independent, really empowered women who put a lot of effort into making decisions. You know, it, I feel like birth always gets compared to a wedding. So, you know, say you're getting married, you put a huge amount of time, energy, money into planning this perfect day. Mm. You know, you research photographers, you like taste all the cakes, you do all the things, mm. and then you get pregnant, and it's like, 
oh, I'll just choose this obstetrician because my GP told me to, and I mm. won't educate myself at all. I won't sorry, think about, <laughs> you know, different birth options. Yeah. I won't look at the hospital to see if the hospital has water birth. Yeah. I won't look to see if they have midwifery continuity. Like, you know, women just hand over all control. Yeah, and it, I just, I like, I actually don't understand it I'm like this is a major life event like you will actually you will think Mm. about this day the moment that you give birth and especially how you're made to feel during that Mm. I think it's such a fear though it it is and that's that's us telling people that like childbirth is painful and we're not changing the idea of being able to birth your baby and feeling those sensations and how the body's moving and like I often say to women I'm like you're having pain because your body's literally from going like this it's actually going like this like why do you think it's doing that so like even understanding that one little piece of little information they're like oh okay I can get through another 10 contractions yeah Yeah, you fucking can like you can do this (laughs) like I can guarantee you can do it because we see it all the time Mm. um so I think it's so I'm the same I'm of the same view and being in a western world where people are fearful of most things in their lives particularly birth and then they go it's okay i'm going to a tertiary hospital with a doctor or a midwife and i'll be completely fine they'll do everything for me and it's like obviously that one point in their lives where they don't have to be in control and they think they lose all control so i think it it comes down to that doesn't it and yeah and i think women get so overwhelmed Mm. that they think oh i'm just gonna sort of bury my head in the sand and like you said i'm Mm. just gonna do whatever my care provider tells me to do Mm. and that will be fine and it's like well you can talk to your friends and family like everyone had stories where that was not fine yeah you know like I just and again obviously I teach it mm. um, and I've been through it so I guess I'm you know of one you're on the one end set. yeah yeah <laughs> um, but I think it's open like it's good for you to be able to say that because I know as a midwife in the hospitals some of my least fondest memories are with doulas yeah. <laughs> and hypnobirthing women and that's not because they're bad people or they do bad things but in a scope of a hospital where things go wrong exceptionally quickly yeah. and people have a very rigid mindset and they don't let anything else kind of sway them it takes her a very bad turn and one that then forces a woman into a very negative space which really sucks because at the end of the day we should all just come together and be able to work very well but unfortunately those people then have experiences with other midwives who have given them that idea so it's this kind of yeah. circular ugly <laughs> model that goes around and it's not fun for anyone and particularly. I think like being a nurse I mm. do try to impart that yeah. to my clients I'm like you know it is a birth team and you yeah. have to work with your midwives, with your obstetrician, with whoever is in the room, yeah, you know, and um, yeah, and again, it's not, it's not about avoiding interventions. It's no. just about being informed. Yeah. So again, when your midwife says, "I need you to do this now," you're not like, "Oh, but that's not hypnobirthing." Yeah. You, you, you mm. have built, hopefully, you've built that trust and that rapport with your midwife. Yeah. So when she seems worried, you're like, "Okay, okay, you I know, to do yeah. new plan." Yeah. Um, and that's it. I, I think obviously there's lots of different ways that people deliver it to their patients yeah. or their women, however you like to describe them. Um, but it'll, yeah, it's really nice to hear somebody that actually has just like a, and that's what we try and teach as well. It's like your body's doing this because it's changing to, to have a baby. Your yeah. cervix is dilating, it's going to fucking hurt. This is going to do this and this is going to change it and all those types of um, ways of communicating. I probably shouldn't say the words contractions and things like that with how different you are in delivering the methods. Oh, I say contraction. I'm like, it's a muscle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is, it's contracting. It, for Sarah, exactly. Sarah and other people who don't yeah. know, there is a, a what type of hypnobirthing is it where they don't use the word contraction? I think it's all of them. 
I mean, it sort of depends. And this is where, you know, like anything, sort of choosing your practitioner. Like I teach a very scientific type of hypnobirthing, I would say, where there are are definitely other practitioners who focus more on that meditation mindfulness. And they would use the word surge. Yeah. um, So instead of contraction, they they say you can only use the word surge. Mm. um, And they can't describe, you can't use pain, you can't say like things like that you yeah. can't initiate which I understand that the under, like the initiation of drugs but it's very hard when you're in a space where my understanding of a contraction is a, contra- is a contraction that's how yeah. I describe it and then when somebody's saying no you can't say that word it's like okay well um, like it's uh, <laughs> like you know it gets really quite messy and muddled but that's great that you you know you're involving not only the scientific and the resourceful space of a hospital with you know the methodology of being able a woman to understand what her body's going through yeah. and it, well it's, it's, it's just what you said like we all want women to have safe positive births yes, like exactly. you know whether you're a childbirth educator a doula a midwife you know whatever Any, we're all on the same team yeah um and yeah i think a lot of the sort of the problems with the system are mm-hmm. these different like these different parts of the team are yeah. Working together, working together, and yeah. aren't seeing that we actually all have the same, yeah, the same goal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So going back to you a little bit. So, from your first birth eight years ago to your second two years ago, four, four years ago, can you tell us if there's were there any massive changes or differences in those births? Yeah. Well, I guess I just learned. Like I said, I did the hypnobirth thing, Australia practitioner training when Charlie was two. Um, And even before that, had just started, like, just looking into birth more. Just sort of again, wanting more information about it. Mm. And then once I did the practitioner training, it was just like, just yeah, eyes opened and um, just started soaking up as much information as I could so I learned a lot more about birth between birth number one and birth number two um and like I said after the first birth I felt sort of let down in the postpartum space um so decided I wanted to have a private midwife um for the second birth um and I wasn't set on the idea of a home birth when I hired the private midwife what I wanted was a continuity of care and I wanted the postnatal visits yeah um and so just for people who don't know um, private midwifery model you have the same midwife your whole pregnancy that midwife will be there at your birth and then that midwife comes to visit for six weeks after yeah. the birth so it's like the gold standard yeah. Um, care um, yeah and then I guess as a pregnancy went on it was sort of again like another uneventful pregnancy um, and yeah decided to have a home birth and yeah that was it was I never like being a nurse and being particularly a theater nurse, which is like super <laughs> surgical you know, medical nurse. <laughs> um, never really thought I'd be one to have a home birth. But yeah. I just, I think having been through it once too, I just trusted my body. I had the confidence that I could do it. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So what kind of hypnobirthing practices did you do in the second birth that you didn't do in the first? Um, I did all the same things. Like I yeah. practiced the breathing and I listened to the self-hypnosis scripts and the affirmations. I think it was more that I just had more knowledge yeah. and therefore sort of more trust. And what about your partner? Was it the same for him? Did yeah, How did he so. feel with hypnobirthing in the first birth compared to the second and the home birth, idea of home birth? Yeah, he was not. I, I don't think he was worried about this. He, he was like, oh, it's going to be so messy. 
<laughs> your water can break at home even if you're not <laughs> Did having you save a home home newspapers for months no oh, we I just had like millions of towels <laughs> um, but it wasn't even because i ended up having a water birth so it was mm. in fact less messy exactly it was know. all just contained in a yeah blow up yeah. pool <laughs> it was fine yeah. yeah um and i think he never voiced this to me but i think he was a bit afraid that the midwives would sort of not push him out but not yeah. sort of honor his role in it because your birth partners have um, like birth is huge for them too and i think that that's something that you know as a society we're kind of getting Just my dog punching <laughs> on salary in the background <laughs> <laughs> she's making more of it she's, she's so stoked like, too just sitting there with her celery mask <laughs> yeah literally sorry no, carry on birth partners <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's massive for them. Like, it's a hugely physical, or it can be a really physical experience for mm. them. Like, they can be doing massage, acupressure, hip squeezes for hours on end. Mm. Um, and it's really emotional for them, too. And I, I think that's another thing I like about hypnobirthing is it does prepare the partners, too. You know, partners coming out, come out of the class being like, oh, I feel like I actually have a role now. I can understand yeah. what I'm going to do. Like, yeah, it's hard for them, isn't it? Yeah, and they want to plan. They want to know, like, okay, when she's doing this, what do, what I, do, do? I do? Yeah. And hypnobirthing gives them that. Agreed. And I a lot of the time awesome. when they don't know, then they're, they're really like sensitive to that point. You know, when I often give them jobs because they're really lost what to do. And if they're men who use their hands all the time, it's even worse because they're not used to being able to sit yeah. down. And, and be so frustrated they, that they can't help and can't, can't do anything. Do anything yeah. And their wife's in pain and that kind of already instigates that conversation. She needs pain relief. She's in pain. Yeah. And you're help already her. tumbling into this, you know, messy vortex of, yeah communication and things like that so it, that's really good that they give that platform for them to know what to do yeah. how to behave and also kind of that courtesy in the room like you know a lot of people you know they say they don't feel sick and then they pass out and it's, yeah, it's, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all hell broke loose yeah. and you're like i can't deal with you and you at the same time the like, partner needs the drugs exactly yeah. so <laughs> yeah and they just have the same information and they know what the birth preferences exactly. are you know they yeah. just are prepared yeah and i think at the end of the day hypnobirthing we need to just take out hypno and yeah. just like just birthing yeah <laughs> they're actually they're changing the name now at least for Good. the hypnobirthing australia program it's yeah. going to be called the positive birth program yeah which i think is much mm. better because at the end of the day if you're not <laughs> like i the idea of hypnosis isn't something that i'm particularly fond mm. of or it's just not my thing yeah so the when you're reading something you automatically have associations like i said before so it'd be really good to positive birthing is like oh okay like what's that about that's something yeah. different i haven't been talked about that so yeah that's really good i think that'll be really really beneficial yeah yeah um so in the hospital again going into hospital situations um for you what are the biggest restraints you find on people who are hypnobirthing or in that program well i think it depends on what model of care they've chosen, chosen so yeah. i think both of the major public hospitals in Brisbane do a really good job of supporting mm -hmm. hypnobirthing couples. Mm -hmm. Some of the smaller private hospitals, a little bit struggle, yeah, don't as much. Or, and uh, you know, as practitioners, um, there's quite a few of us in Brisbane. We're trying to get around, mm. you know, to all the hospitals and the private practices, um, and just do basic in services about what what hypnobirthing is yeah. and what yeah. their clients are sort of expecting and. Um, how they can best support mm. um, their hypnobirthing parents because um, I do think there is a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of um, sort of like what you said like how hypnobirthing used to be mm. you know when you say to an obstetrician I'm hypnobirthing they think she's not natural birth yeah. like you know yeah. it's going to be obstructive going to be a difficult patient yeah. you know and it's not it's really not like that yeah. anymore so and I, I also think, think just when you 
I find out information, there's a placebo effect on from that. Like feeling more encompassed about information takes you into a different situation, feeling a little bit more like the question. And that's something with Mum and How that I have constantly said. I just want people to know when they can ask questions or how they ask questions so that they better feel informed rather than just saying, oh, we're doing this now and it's going to lead to this. It's like, well, actually, if we do A, B and C, can we go a different way? Like if I'm pushing and I've only been pushing for 20 minutes, I don't need to have a instrumental birth. No, you don't. So simple things like that where it's like, no, like tell me the time or being aware in those situations and kind of being more fulfilled to as a woman. And taking, the fear, only, taking the fear yeah, out of it so not women being able know to birth that they your can. baby yourself but also being able to ask the questions that you you need to ask and know yeah um and so yeah the yeah exactly like you said before not just giving in and giving all control to the doctors like it's yeah. your body you can make yeah. the choices even if it is scary and it's practicing all of that stuff with your partner and yeah, figuring, yeah. figuring out when you can ask questions just like yeah. t said yeah yeah, well, that's good that you're finding that there's a transition of, you know, the old into the new, which yeah. is really aiding women to be knowledgeable and take a different approach and yeah. hopefully it continues that way. And that's good to hear that the major tertiary hospitals are really. Because, yeah. again, I, you know, I've seen a fair bit of uh, interesting play um, between patients, women, you know, everyone in the rooms, and you're like, oh, for God's sake, like, stop fighting and just actually find out what we're mm, doing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's the tricky thing with the private model is that you don't meet your, your midwife mm. until you're in labor. Yeah. And so then you're trying to get to know this person, and they're trying to get to know you. And, you know, like, as um, a nurse, you know, you do sort of treat your patients not as like the lowest common denominator, but I don't know what your background is. I don't yeah. know what, I don't know that you've taken hypnobirthing. I don't know that you're educated. And so you kind of provide information quickly. And I think that's go. why the birth yeah. plans are and really good. Yeah. Like a lot of yeah. people kind of shun them, but I actually think if you have a realistic idea in your head that birth will change at any given point and quicker than blink, you probably, it's, you know, something's going on that wasn't happening five seconds ago. I think if you have an idea, you're able to give that. And I know as a midwife, I'll walk into a room and a woman's pushing. I've yeah. got no idea of her yeah. background, but this is my job. I have to deliver the baby. So it's really good when somebody says to you, oh, no, she doesn't want to have A, B, and C. And you're like, okay, well, I can already picture her <laughs> and what she would like. So, yeah, it is really, yeah, you get really general hard. Idea. Yeah, it's really yeah. hard, but I think birth plans, like, we don't talk about them enough. I don't think in the way of, I really would like this, and if I don't have to have this, I don't want it. So it's like that quick handover, yeah, literally, yeah, handover. Yeah. Really good. Do you talk yeah. about uh, birth plans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we do birth preferences, and I say to women, you know, it's a dynamic mm. document. It's not like you. Yeah, it's not set, illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and you can change your mind. Mm. You know, like yeah. just because it says something on your birth plan doesn't mean you're that stone stone. That. Yeah, and you know, I have some women who do a birth plan for like a physiological birth, and then they have another birth plan if they need an intervention, and then even another birth plan, mm. you know, in the case of a cesarean. So it's just them. Again, it's all about the process of thinking through. Yeah. Did you have birth plans for both of your births? No, it wasn't really a thing. Home birth? Yeah. yeah. And home birth. Oh, yeah, the home like, birth, true, yeah. Okay. It's either you're at home or you're in an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> There's not yeah. a lot of, like, difference. For the first, yeah. not for the first birth, though. No, it wasn't a part of hypnobirthing when I took the course yeah. um, as a client. Um, like I said, I don't really think they were... I mean, that was a little while ago. I don't yeah. really know when talked about birth plans oh, i feel yeah. like maybe five years ago i remember somebody introduced i can't remember now but yeah it hasn't been around for like a yeah. long long yeah. time i think it's always been more like journaling like writing down fears things like that yeah that was that's quite ancient for midwives to yeah. kind of go through that with the woman like yeah. the fears what you like you know and most people just kind of 
long, long time ago. They just birthed wherever. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have a choice. Um, so then postnatally, would you, obviously doing your amazing postnatal journey, I think that's really, really awesome, really awesome. Do you, what's your one key piece of advice that you'd give to a new mother um, who's just had her first baby and um, is kind of in that postnatal bluey moments and all the fun stuff and the not so fun stuff that happens? What would be your kind of like saving grace piece uh, of info? Practical advice? Yeah. Um, I would say limit your visitors. So have the same visiting hours at home as, say, a hospital has. So you say to your friends and family, you know, we'd love to see you. We'd love for you to meet the baby. Um, our visiting hours are from 12 until 2. So we'd like you to rock up with lunch. And at 2 o'clock, the whole family goes down for your nap. Yeah. And just protect your space because you're learning yeah. how to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. You're trying to establish sort of what your family dynamics are. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to sleep. You need to rest. Like, you just need to acknowledge that your body has just gone through nine months of building a baby <laughs> yeah. and a really intense birth experience. You know, even if birth, it goes, you know, textbook, physiological birth, it's still hard work. Yeah. You're still recovering. Your uterus mm-hmm. is still healing. Like you have just got to take it easy and don't stress yourself with mm. making people cups of tea for people. Mm. And what, what ends up happening is you end up sitting in the bedroom alone with your baby and there's like a party going on in your living room and you're like... <laughs> What the heck? When will they leave? When are they going to leave? Because you're topless trying to feed and the baby's screaming. And you're like, yeah. You know, my life has changed and everyone else is just carrying on. You know, it just makes it seem even more pronounced. So just protect those first three weeks. And emotionally, like to keep kind of yourself, I guess, rolling through the stages, what would be something you would recommend? Um, Well, I just think knowing that oxytocin plays a massive role in postpartum mm-hmm. as well so anything you do that brings you joy you're going to be producing oxytocin which is what's going to keep you happy and keep you in that mm-hmm. nice little baby bubble and also helps breastfeeding mm-hmm. yeah. um, so just do you, you need to figure out what brings you joy prior to having your baby and I'm talking like little things around the house and then you need to scale that back by about a hundred <laughs> so like if cooking brings you joy you're not going to be making you Roast know, and yeah, yeah, you know, like baking cakes, yeah, you know, like that's it, way too much. <laughs> yeah, you know, just something small or um, like I had one postpartum client who really loved painting, and I was like, okay, well, painting's not. You're not going to have time to sit up an easel and get your paints out, and as mm. soon as you do, you're going to be disrupted. So, mm. how about an adult coloring book? You know, and that was yeah, the little things, yeah, little and just anything that makes you feel good. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a really good one. As yeah, well. I like I, I, that. I like that. Definitely. Do you have any other questions? Um, so for people to find you um, for hypnobirthing and for postnatal support, yep. how would they go about that? Yeah, it's all under Mother Down Under. So Facebook, Instagram is Mother Down Under. And then my website is motherdownunder.com. Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, us today. Yeah, we've learned really so much. Well. Yeah, so awesome. I think it's always good to kind of like ruffle out, not feathers, but also like for my understanding as well, like, you know that the the fact that it's kind of like a team effort with all of us is really nice to know that it's really progressing in a way that's beneficial for women and yeah. I think we take we take so much of that out just being like we go to work we do our jobs and things like that when you're trying to create this really great system for women to have the beneficial you know benefit for them whether they want a section or yeah. they don't want a section they want a natural birth they want a home birth you know kind of home like busting all about those negative kind of 
sayings and yeah and I love that like the first thing you said when you came in is like your goal is to empower women and like that's like that is our main goal as mama know how all we've we've ever said is we just want women to feel educated and empowered going through pregnancy and postnatally so I think it's so awesome what you're doing being more in control I think that is it. So Um, thank you so much. It was awesome. We will link all of your details. Yeah, link everything into the show notes, and we will put it on our Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you guys.